A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. We have to understand God rightly to know him intimately. It is the gospel that orients my thinking on every other issue. You can know if you're trusting in Jesus that every single atom in this universe is working for your good. That's why I'm sticking with Jesus. Not because he always does what I want him to do. I'm sticking with Jesus because I just haven't found any better alternative. Okay, we, just had, we just had anointing. Mm, it makes us more sober. Mm-hmm. Just had a sermon about prayer. Yeah, what was on that sermon? There's some Bible scriptures. There was <laughs> some <laughs> scriptures. No, what was Jesus. the sermon? Jesus. Go on, summarize, Louis. Well, first Timothy. Oh, is it? I, I pray Timothy, that. Yeah. Um, pray everywhere. Oh, what's the See, scripture? See, I'm saying. Mary's one I of those Christians. That, um, Mary just you knows good Christian. What is it? Make supplications for all people. Yeah. Etc. Yeah, yeah. so so see, see the way she reacted. It was like, yeah. Like, no, come on, she knows, she knows This is why we need to start episodes. It's because we were just in First Timothy. Yeah. That's the yeah, yeah. thing. Ours was Luke 18. What do you think the verse was? When you're scared. Luke 18. Yeah. About Luke 18. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see if they know the verse. Wait, did you say about prayer? It's to do with um, a man giving his oh, kids okay. um, a fish if someone asks for a fish. And... That's part of the chapter. No, that's part of the chapter. So can allow you. It's in the chapter. Yeah, it's in the chapter, I think. Hey, wow, I'm a good Christian. But it was about the sister widow. Sister widow. Oh, I was about to get to that one. Oh, that was another story. Christian of the Year, man. Why did we? Christian of the Year Awards. Would you guys give that in your church? We do already. Yeah, we've started. Yeah, we started. Who would it get this year for you guys? Louis normally wins every single year. This guy said. What do you guys think about churches giving out awards? Awards? What kind of awards? I went to that kind of awards night. What kind of awards? What was it for? Um, like, so they had different departments. So they had like best like new member. The, uh, no, it wasn't like that. It was like best new member, best. Um, they gave an award for someone in like serving, like especially okay. serving that year. Yeah, I don't know about. What that. do you guys oh, think about that? I've never heard of that. I don't know. I, I don't think know. if it's specifically for people that serve in the church, I think that's cool. Yeah, what's like a award? It's like a unit, not a unit, like a to way to like commend celebrate. Them. It. Yeah. it seems like an encouragement, but like, best new member sounds a bit new members matter. Not new members, like new new department member. Yeah, I think that's right. So let's say you've got like, let's say you've got someone in the choir now, and then like they've just joined. You want to commend them for like how they've joined the team, X, Y, Z. I'm not having a award show, but I think yeah, it's the I've, spirit of encouraging people and yeah, being like yeah. that was yeah. giving them like helpful feedback, letting people know. I think that's beautiful. I've just never heard. I've never. No, as long as you're just not show. doing that biggest tie or biggest. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Why people start getting jealous? Like that's your heart. Look at, look at in the Bible. Look when um, what do you call it? Paul was in jail, and he was like, "Yeah, some people are just preaching because like I'm in jail, that so they want to be better yeah, than yeah, me." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that like, wouldn't mean that you shouldn't do it. That's that, was, just, that would mean that people. That's people. That's true. People's response isn't good. I think it's not a bad idea. No, I think it's a good idea, mate. Okay, not a good idea, but I wouldn't knock it anyway. Jeez, church, I, church Grammys, yeah? Church <laughs> Grammys. Well, if you don't think it's a good idea, so you don't think awards, like, um, think... awards for, like, singers, like, giving away best gospel album and best Christian album of the year is not I good. Think, I think that's different, though, isn't it? Okay, it's okay, different. Okay, 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 okay. It's different. No like, I think you can commend people her. in your church, but the you best should. of something, ooh, like, I think that's, I think we're, we're treading certain ground, like, I don't it know. Bit, it just gets political, because you yeah. know what's that song we sang at church today? I was. I read that. What Asian of Days? The Asian of Days. That was the last one. one. Last one. I like that song. One cannoli. Yeah. 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 The, the harmony was. Hey, our church is like that. I told you. Everyone needs to come. People are clapping. <laughs> No, you might not actually. Is that like no, you guys are okay? So you are clapping. Yeah, because no, you have to clap. To, you know you can't. You have to move to Asian of Days, Ron Cannoli. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. Eat. But at CrossFit, I mean, at the church level, you're saying. 
Are but you okay? Let's get edited. Let's get edited. But no, first the church that we attend, like people are like quite. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Yeah, there were a few season, shoulders moving. I that song, that song will move you. Yeah, it's a banger. You have to. You can't stand still. It's not too banger. Be it's a banger. banger. Jeez. Season six, episode three, Ooh. the Blackberry Podcast. Ooh. Shout out everyone who's listening. Shout out all the loyal listeners. I was actually thinking about saying this week as I was uploading the episode <coughs> that this podcast started seven years ago. Crazy. crazy. Wow. Twenty seventeen. That's that. crazy. Wow. Shout out to seventeen. Shout out to day one listeners. Mm. I definitely. I'm a day one listener. Are you? I'm a day a hundred or maybe. That's not bad, man. We appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> the support. We appreciate the support. But no, how you guys been? Aside from, you know, Ron Canoli and Asian Days. That's yeah, a banger. How's your week been? How's everything? Good. I mean, clearly we've all come from church. <laughs> yeah. So recording on a Sunday. Recording on a Sunday. don't do. Oh, yeah. so, all having yeah. a sermon about the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, same topic. Prayer, Again. right? Yeah. yeah. See Persisting in prayer. Yeah. How many hours do you guys pray for a day? So I do 10 most days, but... 10 hours. Yeah, yeah, question. Question. <laughs> 10 hours or 10 minutes? 10 hours, but obviously. But do you guys... Do you, what, you I'm, don't I'm constantly in prayer. Mm, you have to be in it. There's a scripture yeah, says season. prayer about season, isn't it? Mm. Season. So silly. What about you, Louis? How many hours? Yeah. This, this is on a humble tip. You don't have to yeah, brag. Yeah, about yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, if I say, then you lot are going to want to go and pray right now, so... Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys speak in tongues? Huh? Hey, guys. <laughs> so we talk about today? Mary... <laughs> So I'm trolling us. <laughs> out of order. Out of control. <laughs> but yeah, today, you guys wanted to talk about how messed up the world is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to lament it's a for a wide whole... topic. Yeah. But yeah. It's very the world broad, is sad. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It feel, there is a sense it feels very sober at the moment. Yeah, I just feel like there's so much going on everywhere that... It's like you can't really escape. You c- you can't escape the thought that there's something wrong with this planet. Like mm. there's something wrong with, like this is the world is not what it should be. Mm. I don't even necessarily. People have different views as to has it gotten worse or whatever. But regardless, just like when you look at the world, this is it's clearly not right. Do you know what I mean like something's yeah. wrong? Yeah. So mm. it feels like it's hard to ignore. Hard to like look past. Yeah. Because even when I was, um, I think last week, no, it was Monday. I think on Sunday there was a, ter- was there a strike in Israel or Palestine? Yeah. Yeah, so there was, something happened last, and then I think there was supposed to be an event. There was like an event that was happening, and then they cancelled the event. They just said, like, in light of what happened, I don't mm. think this event can go on. And oh, it wasn't they cancelled the event in the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't, mm. it wasn't even like a political event, it was a music event, but they mm. just couldn't, they couldn't grapple with the idea of, like, Life putting on normal. something like... when this is happening in the world and people are ignoring it. And, yeah, it was, like... It was very sobering for me because I was thinking, raw, like, imagine just... And there's a sense in which there's so much evil and atrocities happening in the world and yet we go to work, yet we look after our children, yet we pay our bills. And it's like, how do you do that when so much is happening in the world? Yeah. I think I think the only... This is probably bad, but, like, yeah, sometimes I just don't... I try my best not to think about it. Mm. I think about, if, I, if I think about everything, I'll just go mad. Like, yeah. if I... And I want to be, like, empathetic and sympathetic. And obviously about prayer I mean, we was even encouraged to do it today in church just to pray more in general um but where we should have these things on our mind to continue to pray about all of the atrocities and all the bad things that are happening mm-hmm. but i think sometimes it's just overwhelming man like there's mm-hmm. so much bad things that are happening that sometimes I, I can't lie i'll be on social media and i'll see something i'll just i'll skip it because i'm just yeah. like i don't want to think about this right now <laughs> i've got i've got my own problems and that's like a proper like self-centered way to think mm-hmm. I, and I, i'm aware of that but it's just, it's too much, man. There's only so much my mind can be sympathetic um, to where I don't, if I just don't go crazy. Um, yeah. I don't know how you guys are. Yeah, exact same thing. I'm worried that I'm becoming 
a little bit desensitized to what mm. I think ma- the main thing is social media now. Like yeah. you can go on Twitter and honestly, there are reporters on Twitter that aren't on like a quote unquote mainstream media reporting things on the ground in, I don't know, Gaza or whatever. So you're seeing everything. Mm. Like this, it wasn't like this for us growing yeah, up. Yeah. Um, I think my, my danger now is I see something and I just scroll past it. Or um, like you said, you get to a point where you don't want to see too much of it because you think you might, you know, you think you might feel a certain way. Mm. And you really have your own kind of issues and things to, yeah. to, to think about. So mm. I think desensitization is probably a danger for me personally. Um, but yeah, man, nah, this, this world is just, it's, there's just so much going on. Like whether it's, I think, I think for me is, there's a lot going on, but now there's, um, everyone wants to police the way that people respond to what's going on. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a huge issue now. Why are you not speaking on this? Why are you not? Like everyone has to be a think piece. Everyone has to say the thing that kind of gets everyone on side. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, what you're saying is not changing what's going on. And obviously, like we said, we spoke about prayer. Like how, how often are we um, genuinely praying about these things? And um, funny enough, there was a lyric or someone prayed at church today and it was like, Lord, give us a heart like yours mm-hmm. to care about the things that you care about. And that's why I say that desensitization is, is, is a danger for me because it's not that I don't care, but I'm not maybe demonstrating a certain level of care in my response to what I'm seeing on social media or on the news or whatever. So yeah. this world is mad, but I think how I respond to it, I'm, I'm more conscious of it now than I was maybe five, 10 years ago. I think, I think social media is an important one to, to bring up because yeah, number one, we get most of our news from social media. <laughs> most of us do anyway. I'm not speaking mm. for everyone, obviously, but a lot of us do get most of our news from social media, but even like our responses are dictated to how we should feel about things can be very dictated by what, how social media Take it and tells us how to respond to certain things, mm-hmm. and that's that's dangerous in itself. And everyone, it seems like anyway, because I think like things like TikTok or Twitter or even like that, they're really like um, it's not the whole world. Sometimes you can think it's the whole world. Like yeah. everyone thinks like this when actually it's, it's actually a small percentage of people, but mm. they're just loud because they're on social media or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's like you, something happens in the world, whether it be Israel and Palestine or whatever, and people have a certain response to it, and it's like oh that makes me feel like I'm supposed to have that response. Or the other thing is like, oh, I can't have that response. It's the exact opposite. Like, oh, that's the way they respond. I don't want to respond like that. Mm. And that's quite a big danger. Like, we're, we're, rather than caring about the things that God um, cares about and allowing that to lead us, Mm. we can be quite easily led by what what everyone else, how everyone else is responding or how we're being told to respond to certain things. I think it's good to, especially with social media, like social media is so, and everyone always has something to say. Like, why? Like, mm. always. It's like, I remember, again, t- using TikTok as an example. This is very, very minor in terms of what's happening in the world. So this is not a big issue at all. But it just made me think about it. I remember, um, so on TikTok um, a few months ago, um, you, know, you guys know Simone Biles? Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, so her husband um, went on a podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, you heard about this, yeah? And he was like, oh, I didn't know who Simone Biles was. when Cat. we met. <laughs> <laughs> That guy was capping. <laughs> he said, okay. not, allegedly, allegedly, he said he didn't know who Simone Biles was when they met or whatever, right? And that he said that she moved to him and that um, he, he's the prize, that he, he thinks he's the prize. Like, this is an NFL player, um, but he, he wasn't drafted or anything like that. Um, that's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, that whole thing came on. And I remember on TikTok at that time, every single person had to like film a video and say what they thought about yeah. it. And I was just thinking like, 
let them live their lives. Like, why, why does it, why does it, when these things happen, everyone's got to have a response or something mm. like someone, whether it be this way or that way, you just have to respond. And obviously that's a very minor issue compared to a lot of the issues that we probably talk about in the podcast and issues in the world. But it's just like a microcosm of like how we react to things that happen. We all have to say something that like mm. we all have to have a stance. And sometimes, yeah. no, sometimes it is just praying. Um, sometimes it is, there's other things we can do to respond even into the more major issues. So yeah, that's why, that's why yeah. I feel like social, social media in particular can be quite harmful. Question, yeah? Based on what you just said, have you guys ever been like tempted to have it, you have a viewpoint on certain issue and you see that someone else has posted something similar you're like, oh yeah, okay. That validates what I'm thinking or it, it might be a celebrity, <laughs> yeah, it might yeah, be yeah. someone that you know, yeah. you might think, oh, he's a pretty cool guy and he thinks that. Okay, mm, calm. Yeah, like, 100%. Does it, sure. Is that often? And the, and the opposite as well. Mm. Whether I'm like, I want to say something, then I'm like, oh, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, that person never said that. Or either that person never said that, or someone said what I think, and they've been torn, and their whole palette has been ripped on social media. Mm. So then I'm like, okay. But does that actually change how you think, or change your willingness to to be open about what you think? So have you has your has your opinion actually changed or something because you've seen how someone's response to it has got like a a bad response or a bad reaction or. It'll make me qu- it can make me question my opinion, mm. not necessarily change it. Mm. And other times my opinion won't change, but I'll be like, I'm not saying that. Yeah. yeah I'm not posting on social media anyway. People <laughs> can kill me. They me. <laughs> social media actually terrifies me. So, I, I, yeah, I'm, I don't post anything. I'm actually just being quote tweeted. Uh, is that one of my biggest nightmares? I'll just delete my whole... <laughs> I'll be in the I'll just be quote... Uh, that's my fear. Like, it's generally my fear. Even with, um, like, obviously the African Cup of Nations ending, there was, like, a podcast where uh, a guy had made, like, a very inappropriate oh, yeah. joke mm, about no, what's no. happening in Congo. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, there was there was furor. Thankfully, the, I think their response was actually quite encouraging. Mm. But just on your des- desensitization point around, like, when we are so desensitized, I think we can now make light of things as well. Mm. And I think that can always be a danger. Um, the only thing, coming back to what you were saying, Louis, about, like, you being desensitized, and sometimes the, the common critique that Christians receive about, you guys, okay, you guys are going to pray, but, like, what are you actively doing? Like, you're mm. seeing... You know, you could say on a global level, you're seeing what's happening in, in Palestine, you're seeing what's happening in Congo and all these different things. They're seeing what's happening in the UK, like cost of living crisis. We're now in a recession, mm. which is trying to kill us. So, but like, what are Christians actually doing? Like, aside from prayer, okay, we get it, you guys can pray. But like, mm. what else are you doing? Like, how do you guys, like, how do you guys respond to that when people feel like Christians just don't do enough? And when we think about Jesus, you know, Jesus fed mm. 5,000. Jesus was concerned with the needs of people, whereas today it feels like, Christians just want to convert you and just want to pray, but they don't really want to do anything else. Mm. The first thing I would say is I don't know if that's true. Mm. Yeah, so I think I think the perception of that is I would just say outright that it's not true on a on a on a grand scale. I think I, I don't have the stats with me or figures, but I think yeah, Christian and Christian organizations do a lot mm-hmm. like mm. in terms of charitable work. Um, maybe that maybe if you're looking at it more organizationally, like so actually actual churches or you know, maybe Christian charities actually are on the ground doing lots of stuff, I think. Um, I think that isn't always perceived by people. So maybe if you're just looking at the, the ordinary Christian, like one of us, and they might look, oh, they're not doing anything. All they're doing is quiet. But I think on a whole, I think Christians do loads. And mm. I think it's, I think at first, I would say, I, I, I just don't think it's a fair brush to paint mm-hmm. Christians in, in general. Because I think Christians are very charitable um, and, and do uh, meet the needs of people a lot, whether it be... Um, when there's war or wh- wherever the case may be, I think Christians are some of the first people to step up and support. Now, does that mean every Christian is like that? Of course not. Um, but um, so I would just I would just disagree with the premise that premise that Christians on the whole are just sitting there doing nothing. Mm. Uh, but 
that's not not notwithstanding. I, I do think, yeah, there could be a tendency in individual Christians to be like, oh, you know, I'm praying, but I, maybe I either I don't know how to be active in my support, or maybe again, maybe some Christians feel like my prayers are enough. Um, how much do you levy at like churches? Because on an individual level, it's, it's tough to make change, but like, is it something that you now go to your local church and say? Why are we not doing anything in this area? Why are we not doing anything in this area? So I remember, for example, in the Black Lives Matter period mm. with George Floyd, there was a lot of, I don't know, I think it was in Hillsong where like the pastor says something like, this is not a UK issue or something and everyone goes mm. crazy. But like, mm. how much are you going at pastors and church leaders to say, what are we doing in for this happening? Or what are we doing in the recession? What are we doing for the cost of living crisis? What are we doing for, for multiple people who are actually, I think I saw on Question Time last week that this woman was talking about like at their university, they have like, a food bank which so many students go to every week because they actually mm. can't survive. They can't go to union eat. Uh, yeah. So how much do you like? Are you standing on the necks of like church leaders, or should we be? I feel like it's not a gospel issue. <laughs> speak for yourself. I feel yeah. like speak for yourself. Yeah. I think it's appropriate to um, expect churches to be active. Um, in the needs of the society or the community. I think um, when I, I, I think a question that might be helpful is, or that I think I need to think through, we all need to think through is what is, what should the Christian's response be? So take social media out, take um, imposing what this, the policing of responses, take all of that out. What do you, yeah, what what does God have to offer the world in a way? Like, in terms of the brokenness of the world or, like, you know, what's going on in the world? Like, what are Christians being the representatives of Christ? What is the offer? Like, what is the... What do you have to say? What do you have to give? Um, and I think when I think about that, um, that does make me think I should be more... Step on people's necks a bit more in terms of what <laughs> churches or organisations do... Um, not because I think they're not doing anything necessarily, but just because I think I think one thing we're called to do is to speak the truth and to 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 say. And I don't just mean the truth as in the go- the truth of the gospel. I think there's that that's a default, but also the truth of what's happening. So, for example, mm-hmm. if something is unjust, Christians are to say that's unjust. Do you know what I mean? Like something is some something says a victim, there's a perpetrator. Whether it's a nation, whether it's a I don't know what the context is. I think Christians are called to speak the truth, the, to shine light on that. That mm. according to God, this is wrong. According to God, that person or this situation is a form of abuse. According to the Bible, this is like this is sinful. Do you get what I mean? Mm. I think speaking the truth is a powerful way um, that um, believers can uh, or should respond and that doesn't mean every single person say every single thing but i i i can hear i can hear the critique of people saying that believers don't call things out enough i can hear that in some, some things in the world i feel like where would you want them to do that it's the issue that you well, now find is now christians are fighting each other yeah, and I think mm-hmm. use oh, a that's black one thing that happens a lot on social media. That's my gripe on social yeah. media. Believers. I was going to ask a question about that, and I hope I remember <laughs> the question. But I don't want to ask it yet because I don't want to derail from what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. But I do think, even with the Black Lives Matter thing, let's just take that as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not using this as a, this as a cop-out for all people mm-hmm. that, you know, the example that you gave, it's not a UK issue, right? So I'm not giving, I'm not defending the, whoever said that. I'm mm-hmm. not even defending any people who have said things that are similar. Mm. I'm also aware, though, that there are actually so many issues in the world, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and all that stuff. That was an issue, 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm not even disregarding that. But there's so many other ones, mm-hmm. right? And is the expectation that um, Christians should have, you was alluding to that now, Christians should have a response to every single issue specifically, so if you're mm. if you're in a in a in a, um, a church where maybe there's not a lot of black people, for example, mm-hmm. that whole Black Lives Matter and George Floyd thing might not have even been on your radar. Mm. Might be might have been their fault. Maybe they're ignorant. Maybe they're not aware enough of what's happening in the world. That mm. that could be a fault of their own. But it might just generally not be on their radar. Mm. So they may not speak on it, right? And the response might be, oh, like why, why aren't Christians talking? Why are you ignoring yeah. it? But that might yeah. that might not be the cra- case. I completely that. Because you could say to a church that, oh, you know, okay, maybe you did speak about Black Lives Matter, great, amazing, but you didn't speak about this, or you didn't speak about this, or what about what's happening here, or what's yeah. happening about what's happening. You did. And if we're holding Christians mm. or churches to that kind of standard, you're going to be disappointed. Of course you are, mm. because <laughs> it's just impossible it's to hold. Yeah. But that doesn't take away from what Mary initially said was, as Christians, that maybe, for example, I'm a black man, and you know, I had a response to the Black Lives Matter um, matter situation and George Floyd and all of that as a black person that caused some feeling towards me so can I go to the church that I attend and the people that I um, the pastors or the elders in my church and say look what is your thoughts on this is this something that you might be helpful speaking about I should do that 100% but I'm not going to hold a gun to the head of someone or I'm not going to be like oh because you didn't you've done something but I should also be able to go to him mm-hmm. and, and not feel guilty by going to him and say look this is what we're dealing with can you speak on it I think that's mm-hmm. fine but I, oh, at the same time, I don't want to hold them to this standard of, oh, Talk you should have everything. spoken about it. Why didn't you? Why? Because there was a lot of that. Like, oh, why mm. didn't you all speak? Like, and I hear it. I do hear it. I do understand it. Because um, it was a big thing. Like, BLM mm. especially was a massive thing. Um, so I do understand it. But I'm also like, I do think there is some grace for like, yeah, maybe it wasn't something that was like, there's so many issues that mm. are not, that have nothing to do with black people, for example, that are not on the forefront of my mind. Mm. <laughs> and if I was a pastor, I might not speak about it because. Mm. It doesn't take away it from being an issue, but it's just not on the forefront. There's so many other issues. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm wary of like holding pastors or church leaders or churches or church organisations to a standard of every single issue, you must have something to say on it. Um, I, I don't know if I, I, I agree with that. Mm. I hear you. I think that's a really helpful point in terms of like prominence and yeah, when something's at the forefront and mm. there might be maybe there's something to be said about keeping up to date with what's going on in the world, but I completely hear, like, there's some things we just don't know about or you don't know how important it is, whatever. I think when something is really uh, public and when it's really having quite an impact on the society, Mm. I think that's when I'd be like, I think the question to me would be like, what is the reason that this has not been spoken about? And, and, the art, yeah, and it's a genuine question. Like, what is what's the reason? Like, is it is it that is it not spoken about because it's not important to this particular pastor, even if it's affecting seventy percent of their congregation? Mm. In which case, that's a problem yeah, because you know, or is it because you know? I get this a lot with like women's issues as well. Like, is it is it is it just a what do you call it? Um, 
blind is it a blind spot? spot is it like oh if i if i go there they'll have to confront some things in myself so let's just like what is i think i think what qu- i would encourage churches to do is to question their processes like when do we talk about something and, and not and and what i think it can't be determined by is what i feel is important because yeah. if you're a white man or if you're a black man, whatever, your feeling of what's important is going to change depending on who you are, your own experiences. But I think thinking about the needs of the congregation, thinking about what's prominent in the society, perhaps maybe helpful guiders. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, we're called to be salt and light. And mm. that applies to the church as a whole, as well as obviously us as individuals. But I think a good question to think about as well from the person who's on the other side is what am I going to get if that let's just say they've got to make a statement, for example, you want your church mm. to make a statement. What am I going to get if church A comes out and says something about this issue? Am I just, because a lot of times on social media, why don't you speak about this? It's just, why don't we hear your opinion that supports what I'm saying? Mm. And if it supports what I'm saying, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> and then we can all go on with our day. So I guess the question is, what what does, so that kind of thing, like releasing a statement, for example, what, what does that achieve? Yeah. yeah, what benefit is it? And there might be times where you may need to release a statement. Like you said, mm. if it affects the, um, if it's affecting many members of your congregation mm. um, and of course wider society, then the statement would probably be wise. But if you're just releasing a statement so that for everyone the sake can go, of it. yeah, so everyone can go to social media and be like, oh yeah, the church A said that now, so mm. we're good now. Then I don't know. I, I don't know. Cause I, then, yeah. No, no, you no, I was just going to say, because then we, we start to toe the line more and more and more. Mm. And there's, like you said, there's endless issues. Mm. So at what point do we just say, okay, like we're, we're, we're going to press ahead now. We're going to. Yeah, you know. You've got to be sensitive to your it's local a, area as well. Like I'm a yeah. big believer mm. in community, like your local community. Mm. Like, so of course you've got a global things that become like felt locally, but like, I'm not, depending on what it is, like I'm not necessarily like, of course there are some things that are happening that are so widespread that it does require some mm. sort of mm. concern but I'm more focused on like what are like the needs of your congregation and how are you completely aware of that? It's mm. so, like if you live in an area where you know there's a lot of homelessness, like why is the church not speaking to that? Or, you know, there, there's a lot of people going through divorces or something. It could be anything. Yeah. Like you want to feel like your, your church leaders are sensitive to the, the needs of their own people. Mm. And if every church was like that, then you would see a lot of like change, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I do agree with you that there are, there are a number of issues and it is really hard You've got watching world, isn't it? And I think a lot of times the mm. critique comes because unbelievers or like skeptics are watching mm. the timeline or they're watching Christians and thinking, you might not, I'm not saying anything. Mm. And then when you do want to talk, you're just talking and like, you're just spouting things that are not true or mm. that are not helpful. Mm. So I, I think there was a tweet this week about like um, the recession and someone else said something like, oh, I don't know, re- I reject recession in Jesus name for my people. Yeah, mm. something like that. And people are like, see, again, it's definitely to deal with <laughs> recession, you're yes. rejecting it. And I think those are the things that happen where you've got a watching world. But then ultimately we know the world hates the church. So there's there's there gets to a point where you know there's nothing we're gonna say that's the gonna guns are drawn. You. Yeah, the guns like, are already drawn. Not, there's yeah, yeah. nothing we're gonna say that's gonna please. But of mm. course, by the same the time, there are things that we can say that can speak to the fact that we are sort of like yeah, 100%. which is a bit tricky. Yes, I feel like no, no, you go. I was gonna say I feel like when it comes to cr- to criticism, I think yeah, guns are drawn like. So that's that's just the state that's what the way that we live mm. however i also think we could use that to just be like oh these lot are just always going to say something do you know what i mean and it's actually a yeah it's yeah a cop out. it's yeah. like actually we need to and the world can speak 
truth. They're just the the reasons might be different or whatever, but they they still you know <clears throat> have um, things to say. But I feel like what something I don't like though, and I think you might have had a question about this. Is like I feel even me saying it feels like maybe I'm doing it. Hopefully not. But I feel like there's there's a like thing on social media where believers love to slap other believers. Like as in your whole page is insulting other believers. I'll be like, I hate when Christians win. Oh. I hate when Christians are, you know, believers. These times you're blue. It's yeah. just like it's a thread. It's it's not a thread, sorry, a theme that I see a lot of like, here go the Christians, buy a Christian. Yeah. I, it's tough. And I, even now, I feel like, is that me doing that? Like, oh, I hate when Christians always... Do you get what I mean? But I really do wonder what that's about. Like, who's that for? What's the... It's for the world, though. You get, you get that out of the pulpit sometimes, which is even worse. I like, like, them, it's like, yeah. a, it's like a, a... Not a stick, but it's like a thing. Like, I've seen it with so many different, like, people on the pulpit or pastors or whatever. Like, oh, no, Christians are like this. There's a guy in particular that does it a lot. I'm, I'm debating whether to mention his name, only because... I'm not really slandering him, but it's, mm. it's, maybe it's just stuff. So I will say his name. So you, do you guys know Tim Ross? Yeah. Matt Todd's guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he has a podcast. So I don't know if he preaches anymore. I don't know if he's actually a pastor of church, but he has a podcast. And um, I don't follow his podcast. I don't listen to his podcast, but his clips keep coming on my, on my social media or whatever. And a lot of his stuff is like, oh yeah, but you Christians and you Christians. And literally what Zoe was just saying, like mm. it's, it's a lot of it's just like, oh yeah, but Christians be like, da, 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 da. I'm just like, Exactly, the exact same feelings. That, and again, this is, not even, this is not even a slander against Tim Ross particularly, but it's just maybe it's more of that style of putting your stuff out there or like being quite antagonistic against other mm. Christians. And so that's, that's not to say that some of the points he's making isn't right. Mm. And yeah, maybe some of those things need to be called out in Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I do think that type... I'm not saying he or anyone else is doing it intentionally. Mm-hmm. I think some people are, but I'm but not saying, I'm not saying like... specifically. But yeah, there is a... And it, I think it does appeal to the world. I think it does. Mm. Um, and it, some people know it does. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, like, here's someone that agrees with my view on other Christians kind of thing. Even though you're a Christian yourself. Like, it's like oh, like, someone, there's, there's, a, there's a relatability there. And I don't think that's helpful. Um, mm. But my question. I have so a question we, as well. Oh, so you, you said okay, your question. Okay, question quickly, question, yeah. So where's the, like, prophetic nature <laughs> that some of us have? When I mean by prophetic, I don't mean, like, truth-telling. So in a sense of like, so if, if I'm giving you, let me contextualize it. So us black African Caribbean yeah, context, mm-hmm. new, not, not new generation, but I'm our bri- generation, British, yeah. All right, Femi. Femi. But like in our previous generation, moms, mm. dads, uncles, aunties were very like, some people would say judgmental, traditional, um, had a sore way of life that isn't necessarily like biblical, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in our generation, we're not we're not pushing against that, but there are times that we actually are moving away from that and saying we don't want to be as Christians today, mm-hmm. saying that you know if you're if you're not if your hat's not removed when you enter church, you can't be a Christian, or mm-hmm. if you're wearing baggy jeans and ripped jeans, you can't be a Christian, or no, if you're not wearing suits, whatever it is, and it's like we're not we're not condemning them, but we are trying to shed light where there previously have been one. So like, is Tim Ross not doing the same thing in trying to give examples of things that Christians have done that's not necessarily good? Yeah, so I get, I get, um, I get your general point. I think, uh, yeah, I don't want to get too much about Tim Ross. Yeah, no, no, I, just, can, I just use them as an example. You can example. say a brand of his type of that, brand. That brand. Yeah. I don't know if it's always as um, helpful as that. 
Like, because mm. um, some of the things that... Because you're, you're talking about, like, almost, like... Um, Correcting the fellow believer, right? But maybe mm. on a public platform. Is yeah. that what you're trying to allude to? Like, yeah, all just you're helping. Pushing, all you're, you're pushing help- against. So I could have said, maybe it's it's like um, packaging, but I could say, you know, aunties and uncles, you know, if, you're, if your jeans are ripped, if you're wearing a snapback, you can't be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that's not right. We know that, you know, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And that could come across very, not antagonistic, but what I'm saying is no, true. No, that's what you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in that case, you're not to make it too techy, but in that case, you're actually saying, this is an auntie-uncle thing. What people, what the thing that, at least maybe the distinction I was making or the, the thing that, I'm not sure if I know this particular person, but this thing is more like Christians being like, oh, Christians are always X, Y, Z. So it's a different thing to be like, oh, you know, aunties and uncles are always, do you get what I mean? I agree but if you're actually saying, and I think what's unhelpful about that is, it is, and, uh, this is nothing to do with the actual point that you're making, which is probably really valid about something that's that's not good, something that maybe needs to be called out. But the difference being like sometimes we fail as believers and we think we're saying this, but actually we're saying that and that's not good. Or we've treated people really badly. We've acted as people are worthless. We've, like these are bad things that we need to call out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it's a there's a mocking like kind of like ah yeah. oh, you lot like oh here come 100%. the Christians but yeah, you're 100%. Christian yeah yeah, yeah. So it's almost like and that's what I'm more speaking to you and it's, it's, who's it's, that for and the platform is important as well because yeah. yeah. sometimes if you're doing it in house it's one thing but now it's on the TL and it's like bro yeah. we can like, why yeah. are you like and that's why it feels like it's for the watching world well, yeah. yeah and I think it is um, sorry but no, I, um, I, I think it is for the watching world a lot of the time. Um, I, I, my thing is, if that's your thing, it's one of is one is one thing of mm. like doing it once in a while, or you know you got a specific sermon where you're calling out people. But if that's your it's thing, your like every every sermon, every video is Christians be like this, Christians be like that. Um, I, don't, I I just don't know who like yeah like who are you saying it like who is it for like is it for us or is it for watching world? Mm. Um, and I, that was going to lead to my next question, but I want you to say this point. No, I was going to say I, I haven't heard Tim Ross. At all, so this is the first time I'm hearing about it. But at, on the surface, it sounds that's like that's not his whole thing, by the way. Like, yeah, yeah. He, made some, his, he made some powerful points. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, Shout out to Tim. Yeah, he does say some good stuff. No, but I, I think from what you said, it sounds like it might be a prop that he uses mm. to maybe encourage non-Christians that we're not all like this or that's, not all like that. Which is that. why you said you know, this for the watching world. It's probably, by the way, Christians are like. You, you guys do this, but actually we do this. And for the for the watching world, I think, okay, cool. Yeah, maybe Christians are not like... Mm. I, I think it's more a prop. He probably point. has good intentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, probably yeah, a prop. I heard that. So I think that's good, but I think if that's your whole thing... If it's your whole thing, that's... A, <laughs> I, I think when you're... When you're and I've seen it. Or maybe not with Tim Ross specifically, but I've seen it, like, where that is your whole thing. Your I mean, whole thing you, is Christians are not like... Because like, mm. then you're just... Everything is just trying to appeal to that. And I don't think that's yeah. what you're Would you rather have that? Or would you rather have someone rubbing spit on someone else's face? Or... <laughs> Swimming on boats and all have that you seen other him on stuff. Oh, no, no, guys, I'm not lying to Man's you. Man's on the trampoline. <laughs> guys, I saw him in the pavilion. Guys, I thought it was fantastic as well, by the way. Guys, I don't care. I'm a Mac Tom fan. I'm sorry. He had him on this week. Yeah, guys, we were talking about jumping on the trampoline. No, guys, I'm I'm no, being genuinely serious. serious. I'm, I'm being genuinely serious. You have one very speaks for herself. Anyone, if anyone has seen it, it's powerful. To person, I I was I was blessed. I was encouraged. My my inner man. I'm so sorry. That's he even takes that back. He even knows that was stupid. Okay. Why are you spitting? Like, who are you? Like, what are you doing? Um, but no, I I definitely do agree with you around mm. that. You had yeah. a question. Yeah. So I guess following up from that, and that directly linked to that is, yes. I don't know if making that your whole shtick is is good, but I think also it's, it's actually funny because Tim Ross specifically had one video. This is Again, this is not this Tim Ross. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the last thing I'll say his name, <laughs> but he's just he's just a good example. Tim Ross had a video where he's talking about calling out other preachers by name, 
mm-hmm. or people that are false teachers by name. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I hate when Christians <laughs> call like, other people by name. Um, um, which is funny because you might not be saying it by name, but you're calling out other Christians. But um, <laughs> even, in that, even in that video, you're, that's exactly what you're doing. But I think because of our thoughts in terms of, oh, like why are Christians infighting mm. or why are we going against each other? Can that or does that um, skew or like affect how we view the idea of calling out people publicly in general? Like, should people be called out publicly? Um, like, should we be saying, "Oh, actually, as Christians, actually, no, we've got a we've got a we've got a platform right now." And I was scared about saying Tim Ross, right? Even though I'm not slandering him, I was like, "Oh, should I say his name? Like, is that right? Or should we should we be a bit bolder and say, actually, no." Since so and so preacher, I mean, we talked about TB Joshua a couple weeks ago, didn't we? So and so preacher is actually a false preacher and. We should be okay to talk about it. on the Blackberry podcast. We should be okay to talk about that. Mm. Um, mm. Um, is there a balance? And even if it is, because you could you could probably use the argument. Someone might. I'm not for the sake of this podcast. Say, oh, TV Joshua wasn't really a Christian, so we're not calling out a Christian. We're calling out someone that we believe is non-Christian. Um, but even like people that we believe are at least professing Christians, like mm. are we are we should we be hesitant to call them out by name, or is there, is there a place, or should there be a place for that? Should we be worried about saying? John shout out first of all shout Ooh, out Uncle John but I think there's I think wow. there's helpful <laughs> distinctions I think there's helpful distinctions um, I think for example <laughs> the guy you just mentioned yeah Tim Ross he's a believer mm-hmm. he, you just don't like his approach to things yeah but you, you, you're, you're, you're pretty okay, you could say by watching his content yeah. this guy knows what the gospel is yeah. that's completely different to Pastor mm-hmm. Toby right. where you feel like this, the way this man has lived and what he said I'm not sure if he's a believer. Pastor Toby Hugh, by the way, can you just clarify? Scratch Nation's a false teacher. It's not a Pastor Toby. You have to be... <laughs> I'm talking about PT, man. Pastor Toby... Well, yeah, from respect. Um, what's yeah, his yeah, name? Yeah. What's his name? Adeboyega. Yeah. Anyway, from someone like him, especially when, you're, when you know as Christians, we're actually called to warn warn believers about, about false teachers. So that's that's more around like, your, your ministry is dangerous to the believers, unbelievers, like... You've got to warn him. That's that's completely different to someone that you disagree with on a particular point. Mm. That that. But you, doesn't that look like infighting to the watching world? He's not on our, he's not on our team. That's my point. Well, they don't know that. I'll tell them. Okay. <laughs> but it's helpful sometimes mm. to tell. It's actually helpful to make a big distinct dis- to distinguish between mm-hmm. someone who's part of your team or not. Like I remember years ago, I was I was evangelizing with this guy with one of my friends, and we were evangelizing to this to this person, and then these two people came and joined us. You know, I've said it on the pod before, and they were making points about like you need to believe in Christ, you need to believe in Christ, and they kept saying you need to get baptized, you need to get baptized. I was thinking, what the heck on a baptism thing? Then he was like, baptism saves, and we were like, what? <laughs> and literally, me and my friend were on their side, and we literally moved <laughs> to the other side. We were like, yo, we're not with this guy. We don't believe baptism saves, and that's, it's very important to be like, nah, he's not on our team. Like, then that that the way you're what you're saying is so unhelpful that we can't actually be confident that you're you're a believer. Can't affirm it. Yeah, I can't affirm that. That's different to oh, I just don't believe in your style, your approach. Yeah. Like, there's many people's ministries that I think, oh, the way you do your social media, the way you, what you preach about, I'm just not, I'm not sure. Uh, certain subjects quickly. I completely agree. So, do you think, in example, I just used with Tim Ross like, mm-hmm. last time. So, should I not use his name because we do trust that he's a believer? Um, but I think I think you just did it so beautifully. You literally said. You even heard the thought process behind it. I don't want to say it because, and actually, I can because it's not slander. Mm. So the the, f- the process is I don't I don't want to slander. I don't want to da 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 da. Mm. I think that's such a beautiful thing. You're affirming that he's a believer, and you're saying I don't agree with or I don't like how he does something. Mm. I think you can even say I don't agree. But what you're, you, I think what's difficult if we carelessly bring people's names up. You no. can do it, and it's thoughtful, and it's the right thing to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. I imagine. 
but I th- I think the issue with it being careless is that um it can come ac- you you just you don't want to leave gaps so people I think everyone fills in the gaps with whatever they believe or their opinion mm. what their opinion of you they'll be like oh she's really saying to be clear I think this person's a believer I'm not slandering them I don't agree with what they said this is what I think that they should have said or what the Bible should say. Simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, like, you don't want to, you want to be careful not to disparage brothers and sisters, no. even when you disagree. And I think yeah. that's the issue. Sometimes it's a minute thing that you disagree with, but mm. you make it such a major thing that it's like, wait, is this first, is this like first belief? Like, is this, this not primary stuff? Like, okay, they believe that this can, I don't know, you have to tithe. Mm-hmm. Is that enough to not act like they're not a Christian? Like, you're no. doing too much now. Yeah, I rem- that reminds me. I remember when, um, Situation started with um, Russia invading Ukraine, and there was a Christian who went out to Ukraine, um, oh, yeah. and she was basically like evangelizing to a lot, mm. lot of the refugees, a lot of the people yeah. out in Ukraine. We spoke about that on the um, oh, you, I think you yeah. might have, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't want to spend too long on it, but um, yeah, she was getting pelted <laughs> from a lot of Christians as well. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm lost. What, what basically, how dare you preach the gospel to them when you should be giving them oh, um, oh, food? This. You should yeah, be giving so. them all this stuff, and I just yeah. thought, oh man, like. This is this is literally it. Like yeah. the infighting. Mm. Well, not that she was fighting back too, too much, but this is. She did fight back. She did. Okay, but that, <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> yeah, no, just, yeah. no, what you just said goes point. back to what we was initially saying, though, in terms of the Christian response, and even as always, question about the Christian response. What does that look like, right? Mm. Because on a worldly sense, you know, from the world looking at her response, going to pray, mm. that would not be seen as adequate to the world. Mm. but it actually is now does that mean that is the only adequate response no because people do need food they need mm. shelter they need lots of things right and we as Christians are called to offer those things to those that mm. are in need so no it's not it's not the only response but it is an adequate response it's a it's a it's a good response to pray to evangelize to bring to, to give people the gospel so we can't look at that and then say, um, I don't, I don't know the specifics of the attack she was getting, but mm. I can see the watching world saying, and even watching Christians be like, no, that's not why are you doing that. But actually, you know what? And it, again, we both, we were both at sermons today about prayer, and we might belittle prayer in that mm. sense, and we might be like, oh no, prayer is not enough. But in some cases, prayer is enough. Yeah. Like, I hear what you're saying. But I'm not saying <laughs> as on the whole we should just be sitting there just praying. That's not what I'm saying. But but. If I was to tell someone, because that might have been my response, right? Mm. I would tell someone, oh, I prayed for them. That's what I did. That's what I think. Obviously, that, from the watching world, that's going to look like you prayed for them. Like, that's it. Like, what else? Yeah. But, yeah. Pray, but that doesn't mean we should belittle prayer, though, because prayer is a We're not belittling prayer, but we're saying context is important. Uh, context yeah. is important. So if someone comes to your church today and they're like, oh, I haven't eaten all day, <laughs> and I say, oh, Louis, lay hands on I reject hunger in Jesus' name. I pray for you. I pray that, you know, God is going to feed that's you. That's not adequate. Yeah. You say that's not adequate. Take them to the yeah. shop, my guy. Buy them food. But I, it's just, it's what you're saying. You pray for them. So let me just clarify what Mary's saying. Mary's saying prayer is not good enough. That's what no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying pray for them and then take them to the shop. I think it's about, yeah, meet their need. I think that's sometimes what the world is asking for like as much as you're gonna pray put some legs to your prayers mm. like, and you know? i think even right. if we were to take the world out because we can't we don't do it for the world yeah or, no. or we shouldn't i think naturally we do things for the world we do things to oppress people i think that's very normal that's just mm-hmm. how we are as people no one likes to be disliked or to be mm-hmm. misunderstood or whatever it's not nice but i think if we were to shift the question to what what does god expect of us what would when like what does the lord require of us like when in that situation, let's say someone comes and they don't have no food and then they come and their eyes are like this, being like, I haven't eaten um, all day. 
and I don't have anything. What I'm actually actually don't have answers to this, by the way. Mm. But I I think what I'm saying is that I think our best living would come out of what does Jesus require of me now? Mm. And I think sometimes we can still maybe do things that are not great after answering that question. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of that being the core as to what we do or don't do out of would Christ be pleased? Does it reflect him well? Like, mm. am I, I think if that's central, I think our biggest work is to make that central. Cause I think there's so many competing things. Like how do I want to be seen? Um, what would the world say? Mm. Um, how would I face X, Y, Z? Did but all of these things on the external can look the same. Do you know what I mean? But God, God's pleasure should determine our what we do, what we don't do, how we think, we don't think, what we say, what we don't say. Mm. And I think our biggest task as believers is to preserve that, is mm. to destroy anything else that is central to. I don't know what, the control. The thing that controls our life should be the pleasure of god and if it's not that's a problem no matter what we actually do mm. that is that is the biggest problem mm. i think is we should strive and pray and ask for accountability and fellowship we should ask each other we should be asked what does like what would please the lord like what would reflect him best and i think if we've done that i think everything else is done mm. it's helpful too as well because i think that i think sometimes the world's focus of like Christians need to step up and change is because there's a forgetting of like this world is passing away mm-hmm. um so like with all the challenges you're facing and all the brokenness you're facing in the world and of course this is not always the first answer you offer but it's like this world is broken like we we know <laughs> like because mm. it's not this world is literally going to be destroyed one day and it's tough to explain that to the world especially when you're thinking like worldliness is actually the idea of like this is all i have ultimately mm. um above god so it says like it's always a helpful reminder for christians to be like the brokenness we see in the world it, it burdens us i know it burdens god but it's also like a signpost of like the world is actually breaking down like mm. like yeah creation yearns um and that one day this world will actually um be destroyed and what what is your you know how do you stand in front of god so it's it's actually quite a helpful um evangelistic tool Mm. um because you know that this world isn't it like clearly this can't be this like this world isn't it and it's not it's not technology it's not like knowledge it's not like oh you know i'm not going to be like my parents generation it's like yeah but you're still repeating the same patterns even in your like local individual life that's i'm speaking less about like community so it's not it's clearly not because we have ai now because we have iphones mm. that now mm. change like it can't be that reason it must be that this world is actually just passing away way mm. um and with that like with you guys seeing so much brokenness like what what are like some of your most comforting thoughts like as a christian yeah like you said this world is not it it's not it's not um it's not the ultimate place um we will not be here forever and um, I think it's, it's so important to think often and to um, meditate often on what heaven will actually be like based mm. on what we know about heaven in the Bible. Because oftentimes we speak about heaven, but we don't, um, I'm saying we, by the way, and I'm making a blanket <laughs> statement here, so I want to be careful. Um, we speak about heaven as an amazing place to look forward to, but how much do we meditate and think of, because this, like how much do we meditate and think on, mm. of this world? Um, sorry, of heaven in general as to, you know, what it will be like. The fact that we'll be with God one day, like 
that blows my mind to think that I would genuinely be with God one day and I wouldn't have to close my eyes and pray because he would be right in front of me. Mm. Um, the fact that you won't be in need of anything, the fact that there won't be any war, any sin, any suffering, any sickness, all of these things. So I think I um, often think to myself, thank God that, you know, I won't be here that long. And yes, I want to be here long, but thank God that when I look, when I look at the brokenness of the world, of the world, this is not my forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all, all that to say, yeah, we sh- we should meditate on heaven often, and read about heaven often because as much as we, yeah, as much as our eyes are veiled in a certain sense, um, there are truths and things that we can know about heaven, um, and then like you said, can also be an evangelistic tool, but also just a source of encouragement for ourselves as well. Mm. So yeah, that's that's just so important to me because yeah, this this can't be it. Like you like you were saying, Zoe, uh, and you think you said last on the last episode, like, this world is just mad. <laughs> It's just mad. Can this I ask Louis on that note, what if there's a um when you think about heaven or think about what comforts you the most, is there any like particular promise or particular scripture that is like your go to or that the Lord has really used to like comfort you? Do you say? Yeah, uh there's a couple, but I think the main one I'll say is Revelation twenty one. Mm-hmm. So uh, God saying that, you know, there'll be a new heavens, a new earth that ultimately he will dwell with his people mm. um and that you know he'll wipe away every tear and and to think that there will be n- absolutely nothing to be upset about in heaven or mm. nothing to be to fret or worry about in heaven um because god is there it's just so comforting um yeah i think especially when you know so much goes on in the world there's always a question you know where is god why is he allowing this to happen mm. you know, whether it's in gaza whether it's in yeah. ukraine whether it's in congo whether it's here in the UK, like we said, there's a recession. Um, we're in a recession right now. How long it goes on for, we don't know. Um, but there won't be any where is God questions in heaven. There will mm. be none of that. Um, so yeah, I'd say that in particular. Um, yeah, that, that's probably my biggest source of encouragement. Mm. What about you guys? I was going to say, what about you, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> I just answered that. That's your biggest comfort. Oh, biggest, sorry. Uh, like uh, A scripture or promise that God uses to comfort you, mm. encourage you. The one I've been thinking about a lot last year is God is for me. Mm-hmm. What is the scripture? No, I don't have a scripture. Okay. In, but I mean, I could, what do you mean? Like, a sense of like God is is on my side. Mm. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe you say if God is for us, he could be against us. But a sense of, yeah, like whatever I face, whatever like disappointments or brokenness I face in this world, like I've been thinking a lot about like mortality and just mm. my parents are going to pass away one day. And oh. it's just like, I know it's too, it's too heavy. But like, even just that, like, what do you mean my parents are not going to live forever? Like I've known them all my life. Like what do you mean they one day I'm going to wake up and they're not alive? Um, and that's just, that breaks me like when I think about it too deeply, but I'm like, God will be with me though. And that's mm. like a, that's a lasting promise that, you know, God will always take care of me and God cares for me more than my parents do. And I'm like, well, my parents love me, you know, that means my parents, that means God loves, loves me mm. type thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's always been like a lasting thing. Like God is, God is with me. God promises he'll never leave me nor forsake me. So that means, yeah, like the deepest, I think there's a scripture, is it Psalm 73? Even if I go down to shore, you are there. Mm. Doesn't matter where Psalm I go. What's well, Psalm 139? Yeah, I don't want to be that, that Christian, <laughs> but yeah. yeah like, wherever I, wherever I go in this life, like, yeah, depths of hell, like, whatever it is, like, even Jonah, belly of the beast, like, God is with him. Like, God is with me. So, mm. yeah, like, however life can go, whatever happens in life, which I can't predict, God will be with me. Mm. Um, yeah, which means I can, by God's grace, stand anything, stand through anything. What about you guys? I think, I've got a question for Femi, but I can ask. Uh, I think... Um, 
Yeah, I think what's helped, what's helped me, I don't know, because if I'm being honest, what what's helped me is what I said at the beginning, which was just desensitise and not think about it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I've actually done. Zoe will tell you that's not healthy. Yeah, because it, it, it isn't. No, but I know that. Like, she doesn't tell me that. For your therapist. Yeah, you well, that. Don't be around like that. <laughs> this is actually... <laughs> yeah, but, um, I'm not allowed to say that. We edited that. There you are. Okay. This, <laughs> this, this is your agenda. This is your agenda. It's because he's saying this is it. Desensitizing themselves, yeah. <laughs> as a therapist, you would say that's not healthy. No, but yeah, I don't. You. I don't need a therapist to tell me that. Thank it's not you. Healthy. Okay, so as your um, friends as well, take that. Okay, as my friends yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> that's what I have done. But also, I do what I, I rest my hope on all the things that you guys have said. But also, like God's sovereignty, just in general, mm. and like I have to and I do trust. But sometimes I have to remind myself that whatever happens, God is in control. That whatever happens, whatever that looks like, whatever that. Um, even if the world passing away, even if all these bad things happening, God is in control. God is sovereign, mm. and I trust that the God I serve um, is a God that knows what's best, and mm. um, His will is the best will. Um, and, and 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 sometimes it might it might, it might be quite simplistic, and I'm sure there's many people that are skeptics of God or people that are actually quite angry at God or even hate God um, or the idea of God might be like, oh, but God's will looks like people dying of cancer and mm. war and blah, blah, blah. And I understand it. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I can't hear those thoughts and not even like be um, understanding to why someone will come to that conclusion. I just don't believe that. I just believe that God's will is, is, is great. And I think um, I have to trust that it is. Um, and yeah, sometimes that's what I, I go to. I'm not going to lie. That's not, I don't even know if it's right or wrong, but that's what I go to. Like when I see bad things happen, I'm like, Sounds simplistic, but like God knows best, and like God is in control, even if it doesn't look like it to me. Mm-hmm. Me and Lou were talking about um, the idea of God's protection mm. and what that looks like for a believer, for even an unbeliever, just mm. and unjust, um, um, sunshines. But um, um, what does that look like? And sometimes I don't know because lots of bad things happen, and that doesn't look like protection, or like, it just doesn't. But um, I trust that yeah, God knows best. Um, mm. yeah, that's that's not, that's what gets me through anyway, uh, and the desensitization. Mm. <laughs> you're not recommending which I don't recommend I don't recommend it it's not good that's not good I feel like for me it's, it's um, similar to three of you really I think scripture wise definitely it's so funny it's actually those two scriptures so um, Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 about God wiping all our tears away I feel like that that particularly that particularly that promise um really comforts me because i just think yeah this world is sad and horrible and it's not it's 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 permanently horrible like it's always going to be bad like it's always it's not just bad don't get me wrong like Mm. god's given me a lot of blessings and there's the sun shines you know what i mean like but it's just such a sad state like it's Mm. so sad that everything everyone's gonna die Everything you love is gonna die. Like it's just so. It's actually so sad. Like not to be morbid, but I'm just like, what is this? Um, and I think knowing that, and there's so much pain. There's so much pain I've caused. There's so much pain people have caused me. Mm. People just going around breaking each other left, right, and center, being distressed. It's like, what's mm. all of this? So I feel like the fact that we don't have to be here forever is very, very peaceful. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're gonna be in a place where there's none of this, this. Mm-hmm. is beautiful but i think for me the cherry on the cake is the fact that god is gonna wipe our tears away that's the best news i've ever heard because it's like it's one thing to just wake up in a world where everything's fine and nothing ever happened 
but that wouldn't bring me personally me much comfort because I feel like what was all of this for? Do you get what I mean? But to know that God is going to wipe our tears away, we're going to experience being restored. We're going to experience the healing and mm. the distress and the pain. We're, it's, we're going to actually experience God taking that away. That's mm. the most beautiful thing mm. I've ever heard. Mm. And it makes me hopeful that the pain that I've caused to other people, God's able to wipe it away. Yeah. The pain people caused to me, God's able to wipe it away. Yeah. The pain of all these, like... Obviously, being clear, this promise is for believers. The unbeliever, Jesus is not going to wipe your tears away, and which is scary and sad. But I think on the flip side, it's such a comfort, like even evangelistically thinking, like, do you want, do you actually want to know that your your pain is not meaningless and your tears are going to be wiped away? Come to Jesus. Because that's like, on the other side of that, you're just going to cry for the rest of your life. Mm. You cry endless tears, mm. which is really sad and scary. Mm. But I think, yeah, that definitely gives me a big hope. Um, and I think they, it was Psalm 139, but the, the theme of God knowing us and their, God knowing us and being with us, like knowing our frame, frame and just, he just knows everything. Mm. It brings me peace as well, because I think I have a fear in the work. I have a fear of like not being kept or like just a fear of like, how will I cope? Like fear of not being able to cope. Mm. But I think the Lord really quiets that with just the fact that he'll be there like literally what you said it's like if he's in the future then everything's fine if god as long as god can't die <laughs> everything is fine um and not everything's fine in terms of everything feels fine or everything's easy or everything's easier but it's just more like everything is possible like suffering is possible otherwise for me if i didn't have that hope it just wouldn't be i wouldn't know how i couldn't i wouldn't know how to be on the planet like i just mm. couldn't deal with life um, in deliverance in this life, like thinking about like we're in recession, really cost of living, like what premises can Christians hold to in this life? So can we can we hold to the fact that you know like we're the head and not the tail? Like God's gonna increase, you know, widen our coast, He's gonna bless us, and we're gonna be millionaires. Like, like what what it's promises? Really can you... <laughs> Is that rich? I'm claiming it too, but no, but there's because obviously I'm talking about the tweet about like re rejecting mm. recession or recession not affecting Christians. And yeah, can, are there promises that we can claim from the Bible around like, maybe, okay, God's going to keep us, but also world. like, mm. we're actually going to be, yeah, we're going to be more than fine. We're going to be in abundance. Abundance. I think my answer is no, but I think, I think Speak the promises. I think, sorry, a better response would be, I would, if a believer saying things like that, I would encourage them to, reflect on when Christ says in this world you have many many troubles many tribulations things like that but take peace because I can't remember the whole scripture but basically he's going to be with us mm. <laughs> forever and um he gives us a peace that the world can't can't give and I think the world can give peace of like sometimes obviously still through the Lord's kindness mm. but good health and and uh blessings and prosperity and God does that all the time God is just so gracious in his nature He's always blessing people. He's always answering prayers. He's always like that's just the nature of God. He's a he's a healing God. He's yeah. a he's a providing God. Like there's endless testimonies on this planet of I was walking down the street and I was I had no idea how I was gonna do the next have the next meal and then bam, God just someone just came along with money or food like. That is, I don't think that's even just a believer's life. That's mm. a lot of human beings have that experience because, and we should praise God for his endless kindness to human beings. Mm. But I feel like that, 
if it's just that, then that is a piece that the world can give. The world can actually make sure your needs are met. The world can, you know, treatments that God blesses us with can make us feel better, health and stuff like that. But that's not, that's kind of cheap. Like, that's mm. not the promise of Christ. That's not, I think Christ's promise to us is that the worst case, the worst situation we could ever face is standing in front of God naked, being covered in sins, having no hope whatsoever, opening your mouth only to be condemned. That's the worst case scenario. And that's what all of us mm. deserve. But God has made sure that's never going to happen. Um, if we trust in Christ, we'll be covered. Um, and if that is our greatest problem, mm -hmm. we would see that we always have what we need or we'd, we'd mm. see that we have the greatest blessing permanently. I think when we don't value that, that much i think at least for me and i think generally i think it's because we don't we don't get the big deal of what christ has actually done for us mm. and i think when we do that can carry us through any anything mm. sound bites mm. <laughs> yeah many sound bites yeah but that was a summer right there honestly yeah that was a summer right there so yeah. Yeah, we can't be rich in this life fair enough thanks <laughs> no, sorry, please, some of us can't speak be. for yourself some of us can't yeah. be some of, well, some of you some of you already are should i say which you are <laughs> Some people have money in this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people have a Do you know what I was thinking about? There's, I don't know why I'm on like this Twitter page of this prosperity gospel preacher, but he was talking about how um, you know when <laughs> the thing is I don't remember his I'm name. Um, but he was talking about um, is it Joseph of Arimathea? Arimathea. We for the free. We for the free. At the end, Joseph. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? New Testament yeah. Joseph. Um, and how he was rich and he bought. So he was saying that he brought Jesus, he brought to Jesus a tomb. They're like, see, when you're rich, you can actually influence the world. And he was saying a lot of you guys, the reason why you can't preach the gospel well is because people are looking at you and they're looking at your ragged clothes, like what have we got to gain from you? So there's like a benefit of being rich in this life so that you can actually like be a light. Like, what do you guys think? No? I Let's talk about how broken this world is, yeah. Let me put let me even inside him. Talk about how broken this world is. So now you've got influence, yeah. You can change the world through your actual money, yeah. and then you can even give that. The reason why I'm even giving you this money is because of Jesus. Into the ton. To That's beautiful. I think I think there's um instances where yeah, God oh God, yeah, that's all you beautifully said. <laughs> like God has blessed us. In mm -hmm. many ways, some people are in abundance when it comes to finances and others in other ways, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, there's that like, money is powerful. Like we're not going to ignore like the fact that yeah, if you are blessed with uh, abundance when it comes to finances, there's so much you can do with that in terms of generosity, um, looking after the poor, the homeless, the orphans. There's so much things you can do to be generous with your money, and that's a blessing from God. That's different though <laughs> mm -hmm. than saying God is blessing you with money, so people can see that you have money. And want to aspire to be like that, and you know the Bible talks about money a lot, but um, the love of money <laughs> um, is the root of all evil. Um, I, 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 I have so much thoughts about that kind of line of thinking, and I, I'm trying to summarize it um, as best as I can. Um, I think it's wrong. I think it's unhealthy. I think it's damaging. I think it's done way more harm than 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 any perceived good. Um, that because I've heard it loads like oh yeah well, they came to my church they saw me and you know what's this thing actually you know I ain't got no style lubes that's it <laughs> lubes, yeah, he's uh, looking at me like I, I'm yeah, yeah. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've got lubes and they saw that I had lubes or they saw I had a roly so they wanted to see where I got that from but um, yeah you might get a lot more people in your church because of that but that doesn't mean they, they know God um, they know his true promises the true promises that God has for us um, it's not Rolex uh, in my opinion but um yeah, so I just think it's really, really damaging and, and hurtful. Yeah. And, and I do know there's 
probably like loads of faithful believers that genuinely believe that, like believe that God, you know, as by virtue of me being a Christian, God wants me to have this, 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 and that. Um, I don't see the basis for it, and I also don't. I can what I can see is the harm that that kind of thinking does, mm. and I don't think it's like yeah, I, don't, I just don't think it's good. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's a whole other podcast topic. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really yeah. talk about it too much. That's that's moving. <laughs> that's moving into the, the prosperity gospel, basically. Yeah, because mm. they see me wearing this and that, and they think, oh, so you can be a Christian and have all this stuff, amazing. Let me come for the stuff. And like, then you that's up. even that's even the like no, because there's one thing saying you can be a Christian and or you can be a Christian. And like it's a guarantee, or like by virtue of me becoming a Christian, mm-hmm. I'm going to get that. That's even worse. Like both mm-hmm. are bad, but mm-hmm. I think it's even worse to to, to to put it out there. Like oh, by virtue by virtue of you being a Christian, you are going to get, as mm-hmm. opposed to oh, you can be a Christian and have that. They're both like harmful, but mm-hmm. one one is worse than the other. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. I feel like no, that's good. Uh, sorry, were you still going to say? Something? No, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. no. So I was going to say that. Another soundbite coming. I was just going to say that. I do think that um, that is something to look forward to in heaven. I think there is good, God is rich and there's going to be riches in heaven and we're going to live in mansions. And I don't know, there's not going to be no like health issues. Like The prosperity of heaven, I think, is really, really real. But it's not, that is not. God is not promising us that here. And I agree that it's dangerous to, if you put your faith in that, then it can really destroy your faith because it's not, it's putting your faith in something God hasn't promised. Mm. And then naturally the result of that is that you'll question God. And it's just such a dangerous, dangerous. yeah, it's just really, really dangerous. Then also what does it mean for like some of the greatest believers we know who might be really poor, who might be very sick, who might have died of sickness. Didn't have 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 enough faith. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really, really, harmful so i guess i just encourage yeah i guess that is a whole nother topic but like mm. to really open the scriptures and interrogate that thing and be like mm. is this does jesus say this is he's like to fo- follow me pick up your rolex or mm. is it pick up your cross and get you know rolex. whatever so mm. not get a rolex <laughs> 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 we do get crowns though child <laughs> crowns jewels all of that but it's in heaven, yeah. in heaven. You can but it's real well. yeah. but it's in heaven like you said food yeah, I was, I was gonna add as well. So one verse that um, encourages me is Hebrews thirteen five. In, in fact, I'm gonna say it encourages me. It challenges me, mm. uh, which is to keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God says I'll never leave. Hey, content. What, does that mean? what does that mean? Content. It's, I'm struggling with that. I'll be honest with you. Like I'm always thinking about more. Some people go on holidays six times a year. Is that contentment or? I, I was I wasn't actually pointing at any I wasn't pointing at anyone. <laughs> I actually wasn't pointing at anyone. <laughs> Who said that in this room? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't say anyone. Mary, like, you is okay? That, is that you the same shoe size, sir? And I don't go on holiday six times a year oh, okay. anymore, thank Seven. you. Five. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's difficult. Sorry. But yeah, no, no, just just try and be content. That's what I'm I'm trying to work on at the moment. Just mm. being happy with what I've got. It doesn't mean you can't strive, it doesn't mean you can't, you know, have ambitions, aspirations, etc. But being happy with what you have and saying that like, I, I trust that God is not going to forsake me. He's going to provide for my every need for today and for tomorrow. Um that for me is yeah, is so key. And mm. that's a work in progress. <laughs> can, I, can I just quickly say though, in as much as I'm strongly against like prosperity speaking preaching i don't want to go into it now because that's a whole other podcast topic mm. but i'm also aware and i've become more aware of mm. why because listening to Libby, right and anyone in this room actually especially us in the west right we are afforded to to swear things just by you know by god's providence and god's grace as well that we're in the west and we're in positions where 
you can earn a bit of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not struggling. We're not struggling. Well, you might be, but like generally we're not. Generally we're not, and we're okay. And it's a lot easier to be. Uh, not even to pick on you, Louis, but it's a lot easier to be content in your position. I'm yeah. not even saying you're rich. I'm not even trying to imply that. He's got a new job as well. Like, you, you, you already, yeah, you, you, you already know I'm far from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, there. But I, I'm also aware that there are, especially where, Hope your timing. <laughs> where you Next see, episode. where you see prosperity gospel like um, really blowing up and really being super, super popular, are are in places where people are really in need. Yeah. Um, like, in need in a different way than we are in need. Not that we're not all in need. We're all in need of something. But, mm. um, and that is, and a lot of people look for hope in that and they find some kind of hope. And it's harder to tell someone that can't afford to feed their, afford to feed their kids that, like, don't worry, your riches are in heaven. Like, yeah. even though it's true, <laughs> I'm not, it's not, it doesn't take away the, the truth of it, but also that's difficult for the person that's struggling to feed their family or struggling yeah. To, yeah. to pay bills. So I'm, I want, I just want to be a, a like we are aware of it, but it's good to be mm. aware. And sometimes it might, it's still wrong. Prosperity gospel preaching is still wrong. Um, and I, there's no circumstance where it's right. But I also understand why um, a Christian could, uh, that could be appealing to someone mm. um, because yeah, yeah, it is a lot easier to be content when you, you, know, mm. you, ain't, you ain't really worrying about the next bill that you're going to pay. You're not worrying about feeding your family and stuff like that. And it's easier to sit here in, a, in the West and be like, oh, look at these People, all they care about is blah, 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 blah. Mm. But we're, we're in a quite, by God's grace, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in a privileged position where we can separate the two things. But everyone's as privileged as that. But mm. we pray for them. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Helpful mm. way to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season six, episode three. We're going to do Ox BB soon. Oh, yeah. So, guys, please send your questions, dilemmas for us to answer. Mm. And, um, yeah. Any, any loss in thoughts, guys? No? Not really. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Contentment with Godliness is great gain. So Amen. 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 And so your seeds, man, and God can maybe bless you. I had a feeling that was coming. <laughs> <laughs>